Hello and welcome to the Post Up Podcast. This is Cyrus Rogers. I'm here with Kao and Chama. We're in the thick of the playoffs. And um, yeah, this is just what we always wait for. We're hoping for, for the best. We get the best. And then we just think, how could the NBA possibly do any better than they've done before? And they always startle us. Kaunda, how have you been finding the playoffs? Uh, I've had some shocks, Cyrus. I, I was very uh, expectant that some teams would uh, not perform and some would. And I, I'm still in shock. Uh, there, there's some very nice surprises, like the Warriors, that Jordan Poole youngster, Cyrus. I know we're going to get into him a little bit later. Uh, he, he's just been that piece for the Warriors. Uh, Jason mm. Tatum and... And, and Al Horford, who would have thought? Cyrus, I know we're going to get well, into that, let's, but let's, yeah, let's not get into there, the specific. There, 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 you, there are a lot of it. things that there are a lot of things that are happening, Cyrus, and I'm loving it. Like you have no idea. No, I mean I'm I'm right there with you. You know the the playoffs have been so incredible. I, I had that sort of end of season, lament, uh, you know, lament where you're like. Oh, goodness, mm-hmm. the season's over. Then it's going to be over soon. Anyway, we'll get into all of that just now. But um, for everybody listening to, to the latest show, here are our social media handles, at Post Up Podcast on Twitter, at Post Up Zone on Instagram, at Post Up Zone on Facebook. And you can also go to postupzone.com for all things NBA from an African perspective. We want to thank our partners, Supersport.com, Bet Coza, and The Pod House, who we generally record with. We're not there this week, uh, but we'll be back there soon. Uh, make sure you keep listening because you know we're going to keep diving into all of the detail around what's happening in the playoffs. So it's the sort of what's this calendar? The first week, um, and you know we're, we're knee deep into the first round. That's for sure. And some of yeah. these um, series are almost done. I mean, you look at the stuff that, um, like Philadelphia versus uh, Toronto. You look at Golden State versus Denver. Those guys have three zero leads. I mean, this could be over very soon. Um, yep. Do you think let's let's start in the Eastern Conference? Let's go through all of the series in the East and and give a sort of state of, of play uh, in terms of how things are at the moment. And I think a best place to start is with the number one seed, the Miami Heat. So they've got a two zip lead as we record this um, over the Atlanta Hawks. Um, what has been your your takeaways from that series so far? Uh, my takeaway from that series is over dependent on one's over dependence. Sorry. On one star can be very problematic, especially if your your one star is an undersized guard who's brilliant, but he can be locked down. And, and, and I think that's one thing I've noticed from Atlanta Cyrus. They, they, they depend a lot on Ice Trey heating up and and, and and you know taking over games. And I think that's uh, what Coach Spolstra must have told the Heat that if you if you shut down their nerve center, who is uh, one Trey Young, they, Young they, yeah. they will start to crumble, and and I think that's what I've seen with ATL. I mean, they've got great pieces. They've got Bogdan Bogdanovich. They've got our very own Clint Capella, who isn't a hundred at the moment, but John yeah, Collins. Yeah, he's injured. John Collins, John Collins also just Cyrus. coming back from injury. Yeah, it's rough. It's rough. It, it, it's rough for ATL, Cyrus. I mean, they've got some pieces that do perform. Uh, but I, I think there was a heavy dependence on uh, Trey Young. And if you remember last season uh, in their series against uh, the Milwaukee Bucks for the Eastern Conference mm. uh, Finals, yeah. uh, it was him that basically was that guy, right? Even in their series against New York last season, same thing. It was it was the Trey Young show. Now, once yeah. you start shutting down Trey Young, uh, problems start to happen. And I think this is what we've seen from the, the Atlanta Hawks. The Miami Heat, Cyrus, for some reason, as much as Jimmy Butler might be that guy who's always like the, the villain, 
the the the, the almost superstar villain. He's not yeah. just a superstar, but he's a star villain. I'm still liking this team, Cyrus. I, I like Miami. They they might have their off court. They're a good team. Uh, shenanigans where maybe Jimmy Butler doesn't like our very own Victor Oladipo for some reason <laughs> that we'll find out later down the line. But I, I, I like this team, Cyrus. I, I like the Miami Heat, and I, and I think if you ask me, this is potentially a sweep. Atlanta no, could get one in. It's hugely possible. Atlanta could get one game in, but I think Cyrus, we're looking at a sweep here. But let's also let's let's not forget, Carter, that at the end of the day, this is the number one seed versus the number eight seed, and mm-hmm. and these guys got the eight seed from having to to really battle in the playing tournament to to really get there. So you sure. know, it's not like they've been playing the greatest basketball this season. But when you're in this kind of game uh, and in this kind of situation, you know, it, it really does separate those who um, are the chances from the real deal. And I think that Trey Young has had um, he's had a great career. Um, so far, he's still so young, but he's also uh, see what I did there. But I know. but he's he's also thrived under these pressure situations. It's just the mm-hmm. rest of his teammates haven't necessarily stepped up. I think them not having Clint Capella around has been a massive blow, and, and nobody's talking about that for them uh, because they don't necessarily have um, a a proper certified backup who is really going to um, get at them, uh, or rather give them the, the same level of production. Oneko Okongu was good. Uh, but he's he's still learning. John yeah, Collins still, has just yeah. come back from from injury. He's, from he's injury, not Clint yeah. Capella, so he won't give you the the room protection or the finishing at the at the, at the bucket. And and Capella is a great roller when when they're playing the pick and roll. So it's it's an it's an interesting space for the Atlanta Hawks to find themselves in. Having said all of that, I totally agree with you that this could be a sweep. It could be one of those things where the Heat just roll into town, say, okay, we won our games in Miami. We're coming to Atlanta. We're going to eat all the cornbread, and then we're going to go home. Um, and, and, and it's one of those things. I, I did pick Miami to win this series um, uh-huh. because I think they have been that dominant of a team. But, you know, you'd also expect that maybe Trey Young and the rest of the cohort could win one game, maybe two. Um, but who knows? I mean, you know, the, uh, I like that adage that says, um, you know, the series only starts when you win one game on the other team's floor. Yeah, when you win an away game, I think that's when the series starts. Or when you lose one, <laughs> that, mm. that's when it starts, Cyrus. Because you, you you can be like, yeah, you know, we we we're doing all right, we're doing okay. Then you lose that one, and, and then just things th- things just fall apart. But uh, Cyrus, if you look at my bracket, I, I chose Miami Heat to win this, so mm. I, I'm not really surprised at what's happening. Like you said. Uh, even though they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals last season, when you look at the, the the seasons they've had and the fact that they had to play two playing games, yeah, to to to, to get to that eighth spot, uh, yeah, the Atlanta Hawks have had better seasons, and and I think look, uh, they'll learn from this, and and it's a pity they don't have the rim protection and the second chance buckets that uh, Clint Capella, you mm. know, br- brings to the floor, and and, and that just it, it is what it is. Look. An it early is. exit is, is is never nice, but maybe Trey Young can go and join LeBron and and other people on holiday. Yeah, these these Cancun trips, everybody loves to 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 make fun of. <laughs> uh, Cancun's a beautiful place. I will say this though that you know you're seeing star players really live up to to the billing, and I think like you mentioned, Jimmy Butler. I mean, he dropped a career high forty five points. It's madness to to be doing that in the playoffs. He's currently 
averaging 33 points in the series so far compared to Trey Young who's at 16.5 so the stifling defense has kept Trey Young out of it as well as the fact that the Hawks haven't been able to stop the Heat when they when they've been out there so <laughs> the Heat have scored 115 points in exactly in both of those opening games whereas mm -hmm. the Hawks have breached the 100 point barrier just the once so far so we'll see how it goes in atlanta but yeah i think the miami heat are, are in such prime position in that one okay the next series is the one that we sort of alluded to a little bit and that's the philadelphia 76ers playing the toronto raptors um the, the next one is game four in toronto toronto will have felt a little hard done by um in the most recent loss with joel Embiid suddenly becoming Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard and hitting crazy knockdown three-point shots um, in the Scotiabank Arena. But this is how we also expected it to pan out. Maybe not as, as, as uh, almost a sweep as this, but in terms of Philadelphia um, being the sort of favorite uh, to, to edge out of this. Um, what are your thoughts on that series? Look, Cyrus, I expected more fight for, from Toronto. I mean, I think we, we've spoken about this in earlier pods where, you know, we, we looked at uh, Siakam playing well, Fan Fleet playing well, the return of OG and Anobi, mm. you know, you know uh, Chris Boucher and your, and your favorite um, uh, rookie in uh, Scotty Barnes. You know, like, the, 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 yeah. those guys are, are no injured. They're, they're no mugs, right? Yeah. But uh, I, I, I think Phil is on a mission. Uh, even though it's not quite refined, the Embiid-Harden uh, combo is working. There have been times when even yeah. Tobias Harris, who uh, I have mm -hmm. you know, much maligned, favorable uh, about, uh, <laughs> seems to have shown up. And I'm like, okay, uh, thanks for showing up after so many years, man. What happened when you were at the Clippers? Too much California sun? <laughs> I don't know. But well, you know, uh, he, he played well in the slips. He, he just wasn't yeah. a superstar. And and the reality is this his time in Philly has showed he's not a star player. He's a good role no. player. But but I'm glad he's showing up. And for me, young Tyrese Maxi Cyrus. The, the youngsters, you will see a thread mm. here as we go through the, this playoff, Cyrus. This, the youngsters have showed up this season. And and, and some of yeah. them are having first time appearances in the postseason, but they're like, it's cool. I got me an NBA yeah. contract, so I deserve to be here. No fear. And, and I can do no fear, Cyrus. No fear. Look at Tyrese Maxey. He'll step into yeah. any arena and take anybody on. He'll drive to the hoop. He'll shoot from range. He'll, he'll, he'll hit a mid-range shot. I, I'm loving it, Cyrus. And I think Embiid, I think specifically for you, Cyrus, because I know you've been backing him for MVP. He's trying to show you, mm. Cyrus, I am your MVP. I can play at that high level. I can hit better beaters from three. He's been doing he's it. He's doing it all. And, and, and I'm glad he trusts the process and he's showing us that the process works, which for me is a beautiful yeah. thing. I love to see an, an African leader in an NBA team doing what he does best. And, and that's indeed Cyrus. Somebody actually... He's, um, he's so good. Somebody uh, almost uh, compared him to like a, a, a bigger, stronger Dirk Nowitzki. If you will, hmm. that's interesting. I mean, from, he can hit from range. He can hit from yeah. mid range, and, and he gets around the hoop pretty comfortably. Then he goes, 
you know, this is just a bigger, stronger Dirk Nowitzki. And I was like, well, in a way, you yeah, know, maybe. in a way, it's kind of like the, the, the Dirk, Dirk Shaq combo. You know, if you were going to yes. make like Frankenstein's monster where you can just absolutely <laughs> beast you in any different way on the court, uh, so except he, for per, he's per, the, potentially handles. He's the Dirking Shaq monster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dak. But but the thing, though, about, about Joel Embiid and, and Tyrese Maxey is that they are also the top scorers for the for the 76ers in this series. Mm-hmm. You know, Embiid is averaging 27.7 points. Uh, Tyrese is just a point below him at 26.7 points. With Tobias Harris at 19 points. And that's been the surprise for me. Then Harden at 18. But when you look at it, and this is the thing I said about James Harden in this, is that his point scoring will be important, but it hasn't... It doesn't have to be as important as it was in Houston or or even in you know in Brooklyn. Um, whereas his assist numbers, those are the key ones, and he's averaging ten assists in this. So we're seeing somebody who's contributing um, in many different and important ways. Whereas I look at mm-hmm. the Raptors and I think OG Ananobi is their their highest point scorer after three games, averaging twenty four points a game. Below him, OG's, uh, OG's been balling, Cyrus. OG really been has been. He really has been, and he needs the other guys to be there. But I think the other thing about this is that this also feels like a Raptors team um, that's still learning, still in transition, going from having played so badly last season to getting back to to the sort of normalcy of playing in Toronto this season. So who knows what they, they, Masai and they might do next season. But I do think that this series is pretty much dead and buried if we're actually looking at it. Because, um, you know, 3-0 down... Yeah, they might win that next um, home game and make it 3-1. But you go back to Philly, I think that, that that's all she wrote. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, do you do you think differently? No, no, I agree, Cyrus. I think I can't argue with that. I think they're going to get... If they do win one game and they get to Philly, they're going to be locked in that Philly freezer and mm. that's going to be it. Yeah, that's it's all exactly she wrote. It. I, 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 I think, you know, they've done what they could do. It's just that yeah. I think Philly is that, that, that much better than them at the moment. And I, and I think, yeah, thanks. It's, it's like back thanks in the days coming. when they, they used to have those first the round at the, at the hands of LeBron, you know. <laughs> maybe yeah. Joel Embiid is the new uh, uh, LeBron. Maybe not. Maybe not. But they definitely have come up against a team that's just way more motivated, has a little bit, a lot more staff uh, power, and uh, just is focused. This this Philly team, people have talked a lot of smack in recent weeks, and they're just saying, look, this is a 4-5 matchup. You know, number four mm-hmm. seed, number five seed is supposed to be close. It's not really. And so they're showing that they've got the pedigree. Um, but let's talk about the next two um, uh, matchups in the Eastern Conference, which I think of turning out to be a heck of a lot more entertaining than we gave them credit for um, uh-huh. before everything started. And let's look at the number three seed Milwaukee Bucks taking the number six seed Chicago Bulls. Um, that series is tied one apiece. Um, I think I had this as almost a, a sweep for the Bucks because the Bulls, had, <laughs> the Bulls had beaten no one this season, like none of the top contending teams. But man, they, in game two in Milwaukee, um, you've, you've then got... DeMar DeRozan going absolutely bonkers and uh, scoring all the points, not even some of them, all the points, to get the Bulls uh, a victory. And I do think it needs to sort of be couched a little bit in the sense that, look, uh, losing uh, Chris Middleton is a big deal for the Bucks. but mm-hmm. what a game two that was from DeMar and from the Bulls. 
41 points, uh, career high in the playoffs for him. Um, this is this is a Bulls team saying, don't write us off just yet. Absolutely, Cyrus. I can't argue with that. Look, uh, when I watched that game, first of all, uh, I, I was looking at matchups, right? Uh, the Bulls don't really have much of an answer for uh, one Yanis Antetokounmpo, but somehow the smaller guys were managing to disturb him. Where, 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 when they switched up on him. I mean, even, even DeMar DeRozan could give him a bit of trouble every now and then. But let's look at uh, the holistic picture, right? First of all, mm-hmm. DeMar DeRozan performed, Cyrus. That guy, his mid-range shooting, when I watch him, incredible. reminds me of Kobe. It's, it's incredible. I'm, I'm like, it's like I'm watching Kobe's little brother play, if you will. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and Caruso, what a piece. As a Laker you know, fan... I'm always like, why did we let you go? He's like, <laughs> I'm like a bitter ex-boyfriend. Like, why did uh, I let her go? You know what I mean? Yeah, so when yeah. I look at Caruso, we and, and, why, and I'm thinking, this this is a, a nice young team. And, and 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 if I look at another matchup, right, which was very interesting, was Vucevic versus mm. um, Lopez. Because Lopez. Brook Lopez is a little bit slower than Vuce. Yeah, yeah. So Vooch had that he's advantage. Also a bit older than him. Yeah, a little bit older. Yeah, but but also that the speed you know sometimes goes with age, right? So you get yeah. a little older, you you slow down a little bit. And and I think the loss of Bobby Portis so early because Bobby Portis mm-hmm. is also a, a difference maker. I think he caught he caught an elbow from yeah. Tristan Thompson. He got an elbow from Tristan Thompson. He changed his profile picture to his bleeding face on Twitter. So, yeah, (laughs) he's he's definitely out there saying he's he's going to give it his all in the next one. Yeah, so so I think that that, that also changed the momentum. And, Mm. of course, Chris Middleton landing ever so badly. I think he slid on something. And um, we don't don't know when he's going to be back. They said up extensively three to four weeks, bud. Three to four Uh, weeks. That's a a long time. That's that's the playoffs, basically. yeah, that could change a lot of things, and but but that's not to say the Bulls didn't show up because the Bulls were out exactly. to win that game, uh, and, exactly. and, and you could see that the temperament was just we're going out, we're going to win this, we, we, we're going to use every opportunity, we, 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 we we're going to smother Yanis uh, on defense, and, and, and I was impressed, Cyrus. I'm glad this yeah. season is one-one right now. I, I, I hate sweeps. Series, you know, I yeah. hate sweeps. Yeah, sweeps, they're not they're not great. I mean, we want we want competitive matchups. We want to see Absolutely. people really going at each other. And interesting, you mentioned these matchups because I think that if you looked at it holistically, there were some really great um, battles that were going to be seen. Like obviously, there's no real Giannis matcher there, you know, in the sense that no. Giannis really is just so monstrously big and good at so many different things that you'd have to throw about a ton of people at him. But then mm-hmm. you look at it, Giannis is averaging 30 points so far this series. 17 rebounds, um, two blocks. He's been insane. Um, then you've got a drop-off from a points perspective because then you've got Brook Lopez, who's averaging 21 points, 21.5 um, points, and then Drew Holiday at 15 and Chris Middleton at 14.5 or 14.5 points, right? But then you look at the Bulls and you've got DeMar DeRozan averaging 29.5, pretty much right up there with Giannis. Then Vucevic... Mm-hmm. The big's doing it again at 24 points. Then Zach Levine at 19. And and so you're like, okay, if actually, these guys kind of match up fairly well. The difference would have been that the Bucks would have had a, a, a holiday to offset some of the other scoring that the Bulls don't have. Um, because you would have expected Middleton to, to be the key contributor next to Giannis from a point scoring perspective. With Middleton out, 
you're now looking at the squad thinking, where are these points coming from? And in the end of that that game against uh, game two against the Bulls, you saw how badly they missed a scorer because Wes Matthews was just not that guy. Um, mm-hmm. Bobby Portis wasn't involved. Pat Connaughton's shot wasn't falling. And they're not going to be giving Grayson Allen deep minutes late on. Perhaps they might, you know, try and, and look at it and say, okay, addition by subtraction, let's make it harder for them to score and then we'll just get Giannis to get us the points. But I just don't see where they get all the defense to stop Jamar. Um, I mean, Serge Ibaka played like six minutes, you know, or six think, seconds think, rather, of one game. Serge Ibaka was the Udanis Haslam of that game. Mm. You know, because... He's just uh, there for vibes. He was just there for vibes and to just, you know, be that uh, bench guy that's, you know, egging everybody on and, and, mm. and you know, getting everybody amped up for, 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 for a good performance. And I think that, that when you look at this, as much as we, and I know I, I'll speak for myself here when I say, um, I looked at the Bulls and thought, yeah, they're just not going to get past the Bucks. I'm looking at this now with Middleton out thinking, this could be a heck of a battle. This could be um, the Bucks getting knocked out by somebody by the Bulls relatively soon because there's two games to be played in, in Chicago now. And Giannis mm-hmm. could go on a tear and do something insane and score like 50 because he's done it before. Um, yeah. But I just don't know. I, I really don't know what's going to happen because you've got the likes of Kobe White, who's also a bit of a scorer. Caruso can weigh in with more points than just the eight he's averaging the season series so far. Um, there's, there's a lot of, 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 of twists and turns. Who knows? Do the Bucks turn to somebody crazy like Jordan Nora, who has gotten no minutes whatsoever? Nah, Cyrus, I think there's going to be some serious stepping up on the Bucks side. Uh, I think Coach Bud... Uh, Mike Budenholzer knows what needs to be done. He, they, these guys have got a chip. They've been there before. They, yeah. they, they know that a stumble, even at home, at the at the at the hands of the Bulls, is that does not close out a series. These guys, Cyrus, they they will step up. I mean, enough respect to the Bulls and and Coach Billy Donovan, but uh, Cyrus, that I, I think you still expect yes, the Bucks to get past them. I, I still expect that the, the Bucks to to get past the Bulls, Cyrus. So with all due respect, the Bulls are a nice team. Although in this situation, I think had the Bulls uh, had uh, one Lonzo ball, I might be singing a different tune. Mm. But because they don't have another prolific shooter, uh, scorer on, on their team, I, I'm still thinking now that the, 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 the Bucks can, can can get back and, and and they can play good defense. So uh, I, I think they've got it in them to even in Chicago to slow down the Bulls. Yeah, yeah, I I, I get you. I think I agree with you. Um, it's going to be tougher than, than we expected. And especially that game two loss in, in, in Milwaukee said mm. a lot to me about how the Bucks were a bit rattled having lost one of their key players. But then Bud is the kind of guy who does make some adjustments and, and the team will just have to, to roll with it and see what they do uh, in game three and game four. But um, I think I'm, I'm with you. I think the Bucks will probably take the series, um, but that just... It just opens up a whole different kind of conversation when you're looking at the fact that Middleton could potentially not be there for critical series, considering who their opponents might be in the next round. And that leads us to the final of the of the Eastern Conference teams, the final matchup that we'll be talking about, which is the Boston Celtics playing the, the Brooklyn Nets. Now, Boston being up to zip was something I did not have on my uh, NBA playoffs bingo card. I don't know about you, but I thought this would be a a a hard uh, a, a hard fought 
contest between two pretty good teams with KD and Kyrie coming to the fore and taking things out. But Boston have shown to be more than capable and extremely hungry. Um, what have your thoughts been on that series so far? What do you think the future holds for that particular uh, matchup and potentially for, for the Nets themselves? I mean, one more loss puts them in a sticky, sticky situation. Cyrus, I am so disappointed. I'm so discombobulated. I am all the words that are <laughs> negative about a situation with her. Because I, on my, um, on my bracket, I had, I had the, the, the Brooklyn Nets in five. I, mm. I, I said, look, the, the, the Boston Celtics are young, vibrant, energetic, and, and yes, they can bring it, but you've got one of the best combos in recent NBA history, if not NBA history as a whole. You've got Kevin Durant, Mr. I can shoot and score from any point on the court. Mm -hmm. from, from, from half court going forward, Kevin Durant can potentially score from everywhere. Then you've yep. got Mr. Mr. Handles himself. This is the guy I only put, in terms of point guards, I put only Steph in front of him. This is Kyrie Irving, elite mm -hmm. guard. So you give me Arguably, the, the the best forward in the in the game right now in Kevin Durant, and arguably the best guard in Kyrie Irving, plus other pieces. You've got Seth Curry, who's a who's a good shooter. You got Paddy Mills. You 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 you've got you know I mean you've got so many pieces. Andre Drummond. You 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 you've got Claxton. You they've got so many pieces, Cyrus. But it's it's like you know what happens. Mm -hmm. It's like it's like you got this Lego set, but Lego. you don't know how to okay. you don't know how to put it together to make something <laughs> beautiful. That, that's what the, the the Brooklyn Nets are looking like to me. They've got all these beautiful pieces, these beautiful pieces of Lego. But I, I think the coach, uh, Coach Steve Nash, is struggling with putting together rotations that really are efficient. I mean, like I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing in Game One. And, and then game two, it was even worse because how do do the Boston Celtics, as young and, and, and as inexperienced as they are, manage to force the likes of Kevin Durant to have like six turnovers in a half? In a half, Cyrus. Yeah, but are you putting that on Steve Nash? Yes, because you're the coach. You you determine the rotations. You you see who's on the floor. No, you, you know. but I, I I I tend to disagree with you on that one when it comes to the coaching because the reality is if the ball's not in KD's hands, it's in Kyrie's hands, right? Yep. And and they swap and they swap. That's that's how they've played all season. You're not going to suddenly have Bruce Brown bring the ball up, you know, consistently. And the mm -hmm. other thing is, Kevin Durant is a superstar, and his handle is pretty good. So you're not Kyrie. expecting him to be out there just tossing the ball away and and the thing that that keep keeps becoming an issue is uh -huh. and maybe this is where i kind of agree with you because i think maybe what you're saying is get the ball out of kd's hands if he's turning over turning it over that often yes cyrus but, you can you but can this is kd you can put together trick plays cyrus they've got goran Dragic. he's not a mug cyrus that's a, that's no, that's a good ball handler that's why he's there god He's an all-star guard. You've got Paddy Mills, Billy Guard, you've got Seth Curry. Cyrus, I'm just talking backcourt here. I'm not even going to the front yeah. court. Where Cyrus, that's what I'm saying. Lego set, 
but we don't know what to make of it. And I think and I'm not, I'm not sure what, about that. Because we, with, with such great pieces, these guys would have been running circles around the Boston Celtics as good as they are. Now, if, if the Boston Celtics are able... I mean, Cyrus, even defensively, maybe, maybe the, this team is just terrible defensively. If I'm seeing what I'm seeing from Al Horford, who isn't the youngest guy on the team? I'm like, how is he getting in the lane and slam dunking like that? I mean, who's watching this guy? But hasn't who's... that always been the thing with the Nets this year? There's a reason why they were in the play-in games. There's a reason why they've, they've, they've not necessarily won as many games as they should do, apart from mm-hmm. the absences from, by injury and COVID um, vaccination hesitance. Um, mm-hmm. But the other thing about it, though, is that they just don't necessarily defend very well. And the other thing about it is that they haven't had to face defensive pressure like what Boston has brought them. And yep. in, in, in the regular season, um, you don't have as much physicality. That series has been super physical. KD has had hands all over him, um, and he's just not been able to, to, to manage that. And he's spoken about that himself. Um, Cyrus, they, they've, say, been, they've been smothering them. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, you yeah, exactly. To say exactly. That he's they, they've basically gone and said, "Let's let's give these guys hell. If we can give them hell for the full duration of this of this game, mm. if the other guys beat us, so be it. But we must also give swing as wildly as we possibly can, and some of our punches will connect. And I think we're seeing a Boston Celtics team that is hugely." Um, Shall we say motivated to to give this Brooklyn team as hard a time as possible uh, throughout mm-hmm. every single minute of the game? I, I look at somebody like like um, Jalen Brown, and he often goes to to sleep in games, so you suddenly don't know he's even playing. Um, but he's suddenly not at the found, moment exactly. <laughs> he's found so, that next level. You know, it's it's funny because now you got Marcus Smart, right? Who's just got the Defensive Player of yeah. the Year award. And then these guys are defending the Brooklyn Nets like no man's business, right? I was actually thinking, he, he's going to become like, remember Tony Allen at the Grizzlies <laughs> when he defends and then he goes, oh, defensive team. <laughs> oh, defensive first team. So I've got a feeling Marcus Smart, every time he, he like stops KD or Kyrie, he's going to be like, defensive player of the year. You know it. You know it. Like, they're basically proving Marcus Smart right, or whoever voted for Marcus Smart. They're like, you know what? Yeah, for real. This yeah, guy is, is the defensive player of the year. If he can stop two elite players at But it's not times. just him. It's not just him. And, and but I'm saying, like, thing. you know, like, he, I've always known him to be the defensive, uh, you know, force of that beat. team. Yeah. yeah, the defensive heartbeat of that team. And, and obviously being that locker room guy. You, you know, I know you dissed me for this, but I've always called him... Uh, Boston Celtics Draymond Green, you know, oh, because because he is the guy that gets them going, like Draymond gets the yeah. Warriors going, and, and and I agree with that. I, I actually agree with that. I mean, obviously not in terms of you know the skill level, no, but, no, because no. I think that Marcus Smart is a far I'm better talking personality, ball handler, and what and all of that stuff. But yeah, personality wise, definitely. I mean, I agree with you. So, who do you think's taking the series then, Kay? Um, or, or rather, let's let's put it this way. I mean, by the time we record again. It could still be going on. <laughs> yeah, uh, Cyrus, um, I, I chose Brooklyn in my bracket, mm-hmm. uh, so I'll stay with Brooklyn. I, yeah. I think they can turn it around. They, they've got enough pieces, Cyrus. They, and two zeros not a hole. Spoiled for ta- spoiled for talent and skill. 
if only they can get their heads in the same place. But the thing is, if they lose a third one in a row, mm-hmm. this I is think that's seen, tickets. This is when I've seen Kyrie's head drop. This is when I've seen Katie's head drop. And 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 things things just the battle becomes difficult. I mean, yeah, if, and, if, and then they'll start internal squabbling and arguing and why well, aren't you good enough? The stuff that the stuff that's been happening that that we know has been happening and James yeah. Harden left because of. But I will say this: you know, everyone talked about the the history of nobody coming back from three one down, and then suddenly it's it's become a thing. But I yeah. think from three zero down, I don't think anybody's done that yet. And and I Not think yet. that this is where we're in a position where the Celtics will know that they could ha- grab a massive, massive psychological um, victory by winning Game Three um, in Brooklyn. Um, and if they do that, and I think that's what Ime Odoka is going to really try and get his guys to do, is say, "Look, let's shut them up. Let's kill them in in, in that game uh, Game Three. And if we do that, then our fate is in our own hands. We can then, you know." let game four go and then come to Boston and give them hell. But anyway, that's what I think in that particular matchup. Um, Counter. Mm-hmm. I, I still think that's the best series um, currently being nah. played in the playoffs. Nah. Um, let's go to the Western Conference. That's where and, the best series is at. That's where the okay. best series is at. Why, why, don't, why don't we go to, to the one you think is the best series? Um, would you say <laughs> that's Phoenix versus um, uh, New Orleans? Uh, it is 1-1 nah. at the moment. Is it nah. Dallas versus Utah? That's 2-1 nah. at the moment. Is it Golden nah. State versus Denver? That's 3-zip no, at the moment. No, that, that one's or, all she wrote. Or is it Memphis gonna... versus Minnesota? Memphis versus Minnesota, Cyrus. So that's this is where it's at. Best series. Okay. This is, this is my pick for Let's work from there to, to the rest of them. This is the number two seed Memphis Grizzlies taking on the number seven seed Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, it's 2-1 in that series. Memphis... Uh, Went and got that that big game three victory in in mm-hmm. Minnesota, and mm-hmm. uh, and oh what a turnaround that game was because those guys <laughs> were down by like twenty six points at one point and then I think it was twenty three yeah. points and then they come out and they win it. it. It was spectacular, absolutely spectacular. What what has stood out for you in the series and in in the most recent game? Cyrus, uh, first of all, is that Patrick Beverly always has more bark than bite. That's what I tell you. <laughs> you, you love Pat Bev. Pat Bev, one of my Don't favorite NBA guy. players of all time. <laughs> you know, because I, I, I love a player who leads with his mouth and sometimes actually arrives. Because that's what Pat Bev does. You know? so he, he gets worked up and he starts, uh, you know, leads with his mouth. Putting on Versace gowns and whatever after winning. Some some first game in the playoffs, and you think, oh, these guys must have won a championship. But <laughs> I, I I love Pat Bev for that. He's he's that entertaining factor that you need in, in a serious time like the playoffs, right? And but uh, let me be honest, I voted against uh, my Grizzlies, uh, my son and the Grizzlies, uh, who Jamarant, okay. Jamarant, because I figured cat is going to come into his own and they've got mm. enough with him and anthony edwards to to actually outdo the young memphis grizzlies that, that's going to come back to bite you in the butt yeah it's it's it's, it's come full circle says so you should have bet on your son jamarant but let's see how it goes <laughs> I, I, i'm excited cyrus because in this series i was very excited about the two two and seven matchups those were yeah. the most exciting to me and as you've seen on the east uh, we've got uh, Boston versus uh, the, the the Nets, okay. and then yeah. in this side we've got Grizzlies versus the Timberwolves. And uh, 
it seems to be proving uh, me wrong because as nature would have it, obviously a grizzly bear would smack a wolf. <laughs> and whether it's a timber wolf or another kind oh, of werewolf. Any kind of wolf. Whatever, it's, it's team wolf. Yeah. It's proving me wrong, but you know, I should have known even in biology, grizzlies are bigger than wolves. Yeah. But look, Cyrus, I just thought, because Cat ha has had quite a great season. Uh, Anthony Edwards, obviously, was out with some injuries at certain points, but came back. But I, I just thought, you know, Cat. Uh, you thought big Kat, man season was going to be uh, rolling into town. Absolutely. Um, in, absolutely. In Memphis. Yeah, and, you know, and, and you just look at that last game. Carl Anthony Towns had eight points, Kanda. Eight points in his 32 uh, minutes on court. Um, that's just not but, good enough. But, that, but that's in recent years, that's rare for him. Look, he's, he's been a far better scorer than that. Yeah, he's, he's been a far better scorer and he's been a dominant big. And, and he gets to the rim, Cyrus. And another yeah. thing is, when you get used to him going to the rim and you think you've got a solution, he'll step back and get you from three. So that's why I figured, look, cat, cat and Ant-Man, come yeah. on now. I'm a big that's... fan of Anthony Edwards. Um, and, and I get you. But the Grizzlies also, they're like, we're not to be slept on. We, yeah. we, we, we're we not the Grizzlies. They've been old. doing it all season, though. Yeah, right? we've been doing it. That's so why we're the second seed. You, there so it you, is. you picked the Timberwolves. Um, I picked yeah. the Grizzlies to win that one in our brackets. And and the reason for me was the, the, I felt this Grizzlies team was a better team. They might mm -hmm. not have had the biggest stars because Carl Anthony Towns is is potentially one of the biggest stars. I mean, obviously him and Ja Morant um, in that series. But you, you look at... at, at it just how the stats have been proving um, things out for 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 this series, and you, you're looking at guys like Desmond Bain, who has been so so good this season, and suddenly he's also saying, "Look, don't forget about me." Ja Morant is leading and scoring with 23.7 points per game, but yeah. Desmond Bain is right behind him, 19.7 points per game. You mm -hmm. look at the the the, the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves, and Anthony Edwards is their high scorer with 25 points a game. Followed by Carl Anthony Towns with 17 points. So Desmond Bain is outscoring Carl Anthony Towns. And, and I think this is where you start to see how important it is to have a team of players who can play well, who can contribute at every level, and really give you what you need um, if, you're, if you're chasing to, to um, you know, like real advancement in the playoffs. And I think that's what the, the Grizzlies have shown, is that they're well coached. They, they, they don't get, get down themselves even if they lose. And they'll go to a place and they'll they'll smack you in, in your own house, you know, <laughs> and then tell your friends about True. it afterwards. So yeah. I think this this Memphis Grizzlies team has a lot going for it. And and what I love the most is some of these guys who aren't necessarily contributors all the time are suddenly weighing in there with massive performances. And somebody like Steven Adams is just not getting any game run because it's just not fitting the system that they need to use. So you're seeing somebody like Brandon Clark come out of nowhere. Now he's averaging 15.3 mm -hmm. points a game um, in, uh, across these three games. And, and you're like, okay, him, Dylan Brooks, 14 points. Jaron Jackson Jr., 11 points. You then look at the, the rebounding. And I think this is what's been critical for me is from a rebounding perspective, the Timberwolves should be better. And they just haven't been. Cat is averaging 9.7 rebounds a game, which is the most in, uh, in, the, in uh, the series. But then you've got John Morant with 7.7 .7 rebounds a game. Brandon Clark, 7.7 .7 rebounds a game. These are guys who are, are making sure they clean up the glass. And, and that's what's been really impressive. Cyrus, uh, 
the Memphis Grizzlies might go deep. Uh, I just hope they stay motivated. Uh, mm-hmm. If they make it out of the first round, that'll be that'll be fantastic. Especially looking at who they are and where they are in their careers, young. Yeah. Uh, and this is them, you know, you know, earning their stripes. And yeah, uh, yeah I mean, at the end of this, I hope they come out looking like a, a grizzly bear mixed with a, a Bengal tiger, you know, <laughs> with all the stripes. You and your animal metaphors today. Okay, <laughs> we'll we'll leave you to it. Let's go to the next series. Uh, well, let's talk about uh, Golden State versus Denver. Um, there's not really not Ooh. too much to really say about it because everybody thought, I mean, I say everybody, you thought Denver were just going to run away with this because of Jokic. And this is yes. the, the idea of you in the season of the big man again. Um, but Jokic and the Nuggets have given the Warriors hell uh, this season. Um, and the yeah, Warriors look- have struggled against teams with really efficient bigs. Yes, Cyrus. I mean, I mean, if you look at it, uh, first of all, the, the Warriors still don't have a, a certified big. Uh, no, no, not at we, all. We know James Wiseman is not coming back, uh, uh, and, and, and you know that that's their bona fide big. So hmm. Kevon Looney is a small big. He's not really a you know a full size big, and, and and Nikola Jokic is the reigning MVP. Potentially might go back to back, depending. Yeah, we don't know yet, but. Um, and and I figured Jokic, who who's his backup, uh, is one Demarcus Cousins, mm. and I was thinking, okay, Demarcus Cousins is not bad. I mean, he's not the old Demarcus Cousins from the Sacramento Kings or anything, but you know, he's still not bad. And 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 I looked at the pieces around, but I was expecting like if I was thinking that Jamal Murray and uh, and maybe Michael Porter Jr. might be back by this time. Which they haven't been, and I think that those have been big factors in in determining uh, how the, the the Denver Nuggets perform. Because other pieces, really, would you would you would you say that the Denver Nuggets are, are really that team to be feared? Really, without no, not the, at all. The Murray Jokic combo, which was great even in the bubble, and then um, now but, but MPJ is not present, and then but that's you why go. I say- Hey, hmm. this is a number three seed versus a number six seed, and, yeah. and you can see it. You're seeing it um, uh, for what it is. But I was also going to say, like, I think uh, the Golden State Warriors have also found another killer starting uh, lineup. You know, they, they they they've been known to do this in the past, and I, and I think they're back again. Because when you look at Steph, uh, and then you look at Draymond Green, uh, and Clay is back to being old Clay, and then maybe you you throw in an Andrew Wiggins in there. And then, what do you know? Jordan Poole. Who would have expected yeah. pool parties? You know, we, we're, go- <laughs> we're going into winter in Africa, and there are pool parties on the TV. Yeah. I, I like Cyrus. San Francisco. This is a guy. Where you at? 28.7 points, three rebounds, 4.7 assists a game. And then, not only that, Cyrus, I've been seeing some impressive plays, uh, you know, from Wiggins sometimes, and even mm-hmm. somebody like Nemanja Bielitsa, who I'm like, Oh wait a minute! I didn't think this guy can do all of this. But, but that's why Bielitsa was brought in, though. But he he's showing up, and you're like, okay, I, I can't argue with this uh, with this Warriors squad, you know? Because I, I was I was thinking like they got a whole bunch of youngsters, and when your vets are Steph Clay and Draymond, you're like, those are your vets. <laughs> <laughs> you must have some real youngsters on that squad. <laughs> what are they going to do in the postseason? But lo and behold, it's 2008. Well, let me not say it's 2015 all over again, but, you know, it's kind of like 
might just look they're like playing, 2015 really high again. level. Yeah, Great they're playing movement. very high level. They've got um, startling young players, um, but they've got a really great roster in, in, in all in all. And the fact that they're able to, to still ease Steph Curry back into these games off the bench and he's still contributing some insane numbers goes to show you that the Nuggets were on a hiding to nothing from, from the beginning because they, they, they're just not that team to stop perimeter scoring teams um, easily. And the other thing is that they're very heavily, heavily reliant on Jokic doing what Jokic does. And Draymond Green has been superb in stopping him. So, you know, it's been incredible to see the Warriors do this to a team that has their kryptonite um, being an efficient big man. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm really impressed. Jordan Poole's been incredible, absolutely incredible. And, and for all of the, like, I, I love seeing what he's become because, you know, you take a lot of gambles when you're, when you're drafting players. And, like, you remember what Jordan Bell was like. And mm-hmm. people had hoped that he could be the next uh, Draymond or something like that. And that just didn't pan out. Jordan Poole is officially a splash brother. Um, maybe yeah. he's even a splash son because of the age difference. But <laughs> <laughs> I think that the Warriors are on a really, really good wicket. And I think this could be a sweep. I, I really, really could, could see that happening. And if they sweep, um, it gives them a little bit more rest time. So who knows? Who knows, Kay? But yeah, I think that one's pretty much in the books. I think Denver are done. Okay, Dallas versus Utah. Dallas up 2-1. Dallas the fourth seed, Utah the fifth seed. It looks like it's... I don't even know what word to use to describe what's happening in Utah, but it's not good, Kaunda. It's not good. First of all, I'd like to start by uh, sending a sincere apologies to Spencer Dinwiddie because <laughs> I thought... Uh, I thought... Ah, Spencer Dinwiddie, without Luca, oh my word, these guys are going to struggle. And I forgot that he can step up. And he did so in Brooklyn, not so much in Washington, but here he is in Dallas. You know, but to me, I also thought, Cyrus, with all due respect, you know, apology handed over, he seems to shrink sometimes when Luca's on the floor. Well, and, and, and I think it's, it's, the, the absence of Luca has allowed him to flourish. Now he's out. Like in case you forgot who I was, this yeah, is Spencer. Uh, allow me to reintroduce myself. But the thing about Spence, yeah, the thing about that though, Kanda, is that you know when you have a team that is very reliant, and you talked about this on one star, um, yeah. you really think that they're going to struggle when that star is gone, and. Mm-hmm. The opposite has actually been true for Dallas in the sense that now we're seeing how good a team they are. They always look like, oh, they're the Dallas, it's Luka Doncic and the Dallas Mavericks, you know, like one of those 50s. Oh, yeah. It's, one of those it's, 50s. It's, 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 da- it's da- Diana Ross and the Supremes. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and so it was James Brown and too. the famous flames. <laughs> it's, it's, that's basically what, what, what Dallas has been for Good the Lord. last couple of years. Good Lord. But that's exactly it. But then you're, not, you're now seeing Jalen Brunson showing that he is way better than anybody ever gave him any credit for. And he's mm-hmm. averaging 32 points across three games against the Utah Jazz, who've got one of the better defenders in the league in their team. Yes, Rudy Gobert has been, been the punchline of many a joke because of his postseason um, performances, but this is still a Dallas team that just has no fear, and they keep going for it, and they keep winning. And yep. I mean, I've picked the, the Jazz to win this in my bracket, 
primarily mm-hmm. because I said, and I, I think whenever I, I made that selection, it was if Luca's playing Dallas, if Luca's not playing Utah. And that was because I felt Donovan Mitchell would be good enough to power this team past the Mavericks. He's been scoring, but the thing is they've not been able to stop anybody from scoring on them. And that's been really, really di- uh, you know, difficult for them. I mean, Mitchell is averaging 32.7 points per game. Boyan Bogdanovich is averaging 25 points a game. Those two for the Jazz are way higher than anyone else on, on, uh, apart from Jalen Brunson on the Mavericks. The Mavs mm-hmm. have got Spencer, Spencer Dinwiddie averaging 19.7 points um, with Maxi Kleber suddenly becoming some, you know, like a, a mini Luka, 17.3 points. Then you've got Reggie Bullock averaging 12.7 and Dorian Finney-Smith averaging 12.3. The only other double-digit scorers for the Utah Jazz are Jordan Clarkson averaging 15 and Mike Conley averaging 11. And for me, the biggest, biggest problem in all of this is the Mike Conley of it all. Yes, Rudy hasn't been able to exert his defensive prowess, but we've seen that coming. Everybody saw that it was on the horizon. But what about the likes of Mike Conley? Where has he been? Maybe it's injury, maybe it's age, maybe it's just not good enough. And and I think maybe that's spending that all that money on his gigantic contract. Look, it was a ridiculous thing to do, but having said that, it is what has been done. And and I look at the Utah Jazz <laughs> and I say, okay, fine. So what what next? Because I honestly can see the Mavericks winning this series and this leading to everything. Quinn Schneider leaving the, the Jazz. Potentially them blowing Spider it up. Mitchell, either Spider Mitchell, Mitchell, Mitchell the or jazz. Gobert goes. They could say to, to Mitchell, look, we're going to build everything around you. Don't worry. We're changing everything up. Um, we're we're going to change the heart and soul of this. Or they could turn around and say, we've got a defensive shape in the regular season. Let's see what else we can get. I think mm-hmm. the, you know they'll probably look and say, what is the most um, valuable asset? And then work from there. But you think that the, 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 the Mavericks will win this? Or do you think this is the Jazz... Um, to, Look, to my, 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 my bracket says jazz, really. Yeah. I, I, but, but but my biggest worry at the moment, Cyrus, is if the Mavs can do this without Luca, yeah. uh, maybe I, I was wrong in selecting the, 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 the jazz. Because maybe cause we they, both were. They, they seem to be managing without Luca. So. But I'm asking you, what do you think now? Do you think that the Mavs are going to take this? Yes, I think I think they they, 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 they could take this. The the Utah Jazz seem to have been caught off guard, and and and, and I think look, Cyrus, okay, they're, they're two one down, so they're not like in a big hole or such. But I, I think if Dallas takes the next game, it's curtains. Yeah, I mean, look, as we keep saying, three one, you're you're in a massive hole. We're going to need mm-hmm. need to see more from Mike Conley, Jordan Clarkson, Bogdanovich. Pretty much the entire Jazz organization. Let's finish off the podcast by talking about the last of the matchups here. Phoenix Suns taking on the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, this is a one seed versus an eight seed. Not much to talk about when you're talking about that. Then you see that the series is tied one apiece and you're like, okay, what the heck is going on? Well, for one, the Pelicans were great in game two. And secondly, you now have an injured Devin Booker who's going to be missing a couple of weeks of the season. Um, do you think that this is going to be a massive blow, Booker's injury for the Suns? Or do you think this is something that they'll just sort of shrug off and be like, look, we're beating the Pelicans, guys. It was just one game. Cyrus, who's the most unfortunate man in NBA right now? You, you, you don't have to tell me, brother. <laughs> I, keep, I keep preaching this, that 
the, the unluckiest player in the NBA is Chris Paul. That even when his luck, luck, injury luck is fine, the injury luck of the guys around him isn't always great. But having you said that, back in the day, Cyrus, if it wasn't him, it was DeAndre Jordan. If it wasn't him, it was Blake Griffin. Yeah, Blake if it Griffin. Wasn't yeah, him, it was him. Uh, and, yeah. and then, <laughs> if it wasn't him, it was him. It Lovely. was him. It was his shadow. Uh, and, yeah, Cyrus. You know, last season, the the Suns were so impressive. They took it all the way. And and wound up in the NBA Finals. They took the West, the the wild wild West. First time in many years for the franchise. Secondly, they they come this season and they're like, okay, we we still got what it takes, and they've been pushing and ended up top top of the top of the West, top of the league. And okay. and, and and the worst could happen, and it happened because Cyrus Devin Booker has been playing at such a level that he was winding up in MVP discussions. That's how mm-hmm. well Devin Booker has been playing. And game two in such an important series, he ends up uh, injured. Look, I, I know they've got other guards, but they're not Devin Booker. Devin Booker's an elite yeah, yeah, guard. Yeah. That, that, that guy, in, in so far as shooting guards, right there with Clay Thompson. I, I'm not going to put him next to Kobe and Mike as yet, but but mm-hmm. you know what I mean. He 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 he's a great shooting guard, but his absence is going to be a big dent, Cyrus. The, the, the Phoenix Suns need Chris Paul and Devin Booker healthy in order to push this all the way. And, but and, and it's let's scary. Look at and, this, let's look at this matchup, though. Because yeah, you're talking I'll, about I'll, a run I'll, to the finals, right? Yeah, I, I was going to go back and say, but wait. The New Orleans Pelicans getting one uh, CJ McCollum, that was a genius move. Now I'm beginning mm. to see, I'm beginning to see where it pays off. Because CJ has showed up in the postseason very yeah. well. And one Brandon Ingram, former Laker, is also showing up. He's like, guys, yeah. don't forget about me. You might have forgotten about Dre, but don't forget, but don't about, forget me. about me. Uh-huh. Just because I left LA, <laughs> don't forget <laughs> no, about me like you no, forgot about no Dre. Need to carry on with your bad <laughs> rap skills. Okay, I get you though. So, you Cyrus, and, 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 and just the New Orleans Pelicans. You know, sometimes it's it's when you win that first game and you realize maybe we can take this top seed, mm-hmm. and then when the top seed loses an important piece, you're like, maybe yes, we can. Maybe our luck is turning. Yeah, and I think this is what's happening in that one versus eight series on the West. Look, I, I mean, so are you saying Suns to win it, but you wouldn't be surprised if something crazy happened? Absolutely, Cyrus. I'm still backing the Suns. That's who I'm backing on my on my on my bracket and and on this podcast right here. But don't be surprised if, if, if something happens. Look, they've still got your Cam Johnsons, you know, your Cameron Payne. They've, they've still got pieces, uh, you know, around CP3. But hmm. that one important piece is Devin Booker because Devin no, Booker is that he's fearless critical. shooting guard. That's also the two I see to Chris Paul. Chris Paul's the vet. But 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 El Capitan, you know, second, uh, you know, in command is definitely Devin Booker. So yeah. with him sidelined, it's 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 a scary situation, sir. This no, is the time be. when you need all your important pieces. You, I mean, no, you remember, you remember when uh, when the Golden State Warriors lost Clay. Remember when, 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 when they lost KD? They lost him when no, they lost when, KD. When, when they lost KD in 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 um in in Toronto, we were like, okay, maybe because they've still got the Splash Brothers. But once yeah. they lost 
Once the loss clay, we knew that problems. No, it, 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 it was over. It was over. And, and I get you. I, and, I agree and this with is the situation it. because if you think about it, the Suns don't have a KD. The, the Suns don't even have a clay. They, they, <laughs> you they, know? No, look, but Devin Booker is their clay. And then, <laughs> and, then, and then Chris Paul is their staff, if you will, if, if we're going by, you know, skilled Fine. position. Fine. Right? I, I get you. I get you. But, but, but um, you understand what I mean? So they don't even have a scoring star. Yeah, they don't yeah. have a, a third score. I mean, Cam, Cameron no. Payne sometimes. Uh, and, and then they've got a defensive prowess in, in Miles Bridges, who, who shows Mikhail up very Bridges. well. Mikhail Bridges, Mikhael sorry. Mikhail Bridges. Mikhael Bridges. Yeah. But... You know, once they've, they've lost an important piece like Devin Booker, they don't have really a replacement Devin Booker, you know. Or, or... Many teams don't, right? And yeah. and I think that's that's the critical thing here is that, you know, you build your team uh, to be fit and fighting for the playoffs. And when you sure. lose one of those pieces, it's going to be a devastating blow. I mean, because the same thing goes for Middleton and the Bucks, that now mm. they're in a situation where they're like, how are we going to win these big series without one of our star players. And mm. and every team that goes into the playoffs worries that their stars will remain fit. And that's why we've always talked about Chris Paul, because, you know, his fitness has been central to a lot of teams failing at the last hurdle because he just hasn't mm. been able to, to, to rise to that occasion. But I do think that the Suns will be able to manage, though to, to completely echo what you said. We're expecting the Suns to go through but we'd also be kind of like, well, something crazy could be brewing here because the stars are aligning in a really bad way for the Suns and a really good way for, for New Orleans. Um, and, and I like the look of, of Brandon Ingram. He's just gotten better and better and better as the season's progressed. Yep. CJ McCollum next to him, great combo. And Jonas Valanciunas has been pretty yep. good. Let's not forget one Jonas. Sir. Yeah. That, Jonas, Jonas and, and then you've got Larry Nance, who's also showed up from... from practically nowhere and the the weirdness of it all is that yes you've got like a Devonte graham who's gotten zero minutes really let's say they suddenly then unleash thanos in in um zion williamson and say okay yes we've held you back all this time zion come in that's somebody who could contribute points on on one end i think that the pelicans could potentially do something um without ever having to rely on zion mm-hmm. but they'd need all of their key players to play at such a high level, whereas the Suns know what they need to do. They just yeah. need to fill in a gap. And so that's yeah. why I think we're, we're right in saying Suns should still progress. Um, but kind of, we've come to the end of the show, but um, a little bit longer this week, but it is the playoffs, <laughs> so that's what happens. We went into overtime. And, and it's the first round, so we still got all the teams in. So, yeah, we, uh, exactly. it, 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 it exactly. had to be that long. Exactly. and uh, But we want to thank all of you for listening. Make sure you interact with us on our social media handles, at Post Up Podcast on Twitter, at Post Up Zone on Instagram, at Post Up Zone on Facebook, and you can also go to postupzone.com for all things NBA from an African perspective. Thank you to our partners, supersport.com, to Betcoza, and to the Podhouse. We'll see you again soon. Kaunda, um, have a great rest of the uh, first round, and uh, we'll chat again in the not-too-distant future. Um but make sure you, you look after yourself. We'll do. You too, man. See you and the listeners in seven. Yeah, and make sure that everybody, when you're listening, just stay in touch with us. We want to hear what's happening on your side, how you're experiencing these playoffs. Thank you for taking the time to listen and for getting in touch. Stay tuned for more post-up excellence next time. Catch you courtside. side.